we are we're going to take a few weeks, and I don't know how long. It won't be any longer than six weeks. Um, but we want to talk about the subject of rest. Um, this year has been such a tense year for everybody. Everybody and everything seems like it's going from one crisis to another. And so what I thought we'd do is we would slow down for a few weeks. Now, slowing down is not my spiritual gift. Um, When I hear recordings of myself talking, I say, you know, I say to people, you got to, that's on fast forward or something. But it is actually how I talk. I talk very quickly. Um... And so as a result, I think sometimes uh, people get the impression that, I, that I, I never take breaks. I just plow, 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 plow. Um, and it is true that when I'm working, I am working. Um, but then there are times when uh, I am resting, and when I rest, I rest as intensely as I work. Um, and so, um, and by that I mean I do nothing. Um, you know, I don't answer my phone, I don't check Facebook, I don't, I don't, um, I don't do anything. Um, and, uh, and I, and I found that those, those time periods have gotten shorter and shorter and shorter because just the tension of this year. Um, and, uh, and so this, for the next few weeks, first of all, I'm going to try to slow down, um, when I speak and I'm going to, I'm not going to bombard you with a whole lot of things. So I want to give you a disclaimer up front about this series. There is going to be very little of, um, you should do this thing coming out of this. Instead, what I want to do is just consider the biblical models of rest and and really look at why it's so important that we find rest and why it is so deeply integrated into the scriptures. Um, because it is. Um, it's, especially in the Old Testament, it's very, very prevalent. Um, and, and so this morning... We're going to look at, at Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Very simple passage of scripture. Um, but uh, before we do that, I want to... We talked about resting in Christ. I want to do something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, and I want you to share, if you're willing, to share... What is one thing that you find restful? What is one thing in your life that you... It doesn't have to be a spiritual answer. It could just be... The one thing that you find restful. And go ahead and share loud enough that everybody can hear you if you share. Reading. Okay. Being out in nature. Music. Taking a nap. Amen. Playing music. Drawing. Reading. Recess. I don't know. Anybody else? Uh, who? Any fishermen? Fishing. Fishing is extremely stressful for me, but I find that other people find it restful. Uh, golfers. Golfers. The only sport that incorporates a long, leisurely walk. <laughs> Going to the beach. All right. Uh, sitting at the beach, just relaxing, listening to the ocean. Uh, I find rainstorms very restful. I, I like to listen to rainstorms and thunderstorms. Um, my wife always used to get worried when Ariel was little because if a rainstorm, a really, really like a monsoon level rainstorm start, 
Ariel and I would rush into our bedrooms, change into our swimsuits, and run outside. I, I like being in the rain. I just I enjoy a good rainstorm. Um, I don't like driving in it. I just like playing in it. I, I'm one of those guys that still jumps in puddles and occasionally needs a life vest when I do it. Um, I, but, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I enjoy rainstorms. I like, I like rain. Um, and so I, I actually, to nap, I listen to rainstorms on my phone. Um, so anything else? Anybody else? Things you... Physical activity you find restful? Like gardening and stuff or like weightlifting? Running? Running. All right. Running. Baby. The baby. Holding a baby. Snuggling a dog. Following motorcycle. I think motorcycling, right? Taking your long cycling trips. Um, for some people, writing is a release, right? I mean, how many of you are journalers? You just find rest in journaling. Um, just kind of leaving your whole day behind. Uh, rest is so important to to I mean human beings from every level. But but how many of you have ever asked yourself the question when you read Genesis, why does God rest? And and that's the question we want to talk about this morning. Um, in Genesis chapter one, we get the creation narrative, or um, and there's all kinds of interesting debates and conversations that can go on about. Is this concrete? Is it abstract? Is it six days? Is it millions of years? What is this? Is poetry? Is it prose? And I'm more than happy to have that argument somewhere else. But what we do have is in Genesis 1, and remember that the chapter headings are not inspired of God. So so the Genesis 1 narrative actually doesn't stop at 127 um, uh, or 131. It goes on into the first couple verses of chapter 2. And so we have God creating the earth in six days, right? He creates, he creates light and dark. He creates, uh, he he divides the waters. He creates dry land. Then he creates the sun, the moon, the stars. Um, then he creates the birds and the fish. And then he creates the moving things on the dry land. He creates man. And then um, in chapter two and verse one, we read this is actually the conclusion of chapter one. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished. And all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Why does God rest? And we just want to talk about that this morning. So I invite you to join me in a word of prayer. And uh, then we're going to ask, just think about that question for a little bit. Let's pray. Father, as we look to your word, may your glory be present in us, manifest through us. May we look to your word and see you. Not words on a page, but our divine creator and father, who is the giver of all good things, uh, who guides and teaches, who chastens and disciplines, um, who loves above all things. We pray that we would honor you as we have in our worship, as we look to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Why does God rest? So, you know, God creates the world in six days um, in, the, in Genesis, and then he takes the seventh day and he rests. Now, there's a, there's a very specific um, cultural reference there that's going on. Um, and I, I want to tell you a little bit about 
the ancient world if you're not familiar with it, just so you can see it, and then we'll we'll move through. Um, today, we, we use what's called base 10 mathematics. We count to 10 and then we start over, right? Um, now, uh, most people don't think of it that way, but that is really how we do it. We go 1 to 10, and then we go 11, 12, 13, all right? Once we hit 13, we're actually saying the number and then the word 10 again, all right? 13. Teen is just 10 with a long E. Um, that's all it is. It's actually the same word, 13, 14, 15. It's 5 plus 10, 6 plus 10, 7 plus 10, all right? And that's, that's we, we do 10s. It's the same thing when you get to 20, um, it's two tens. T at the end is 10, 20. Um, N-T-Y, there's a thing in, in English that inverts the first and last syllables, don't get into it, or first and last consonants. Um, but N-T at the end is 10. 20 is two tens, 30 is three tens. So unless you're French, where in French, when you get to, what is it, 60? 70 and 80, 70 is 60 plus 10, right? 60 plus 10, 80 is two forties, and then four twenties. So don't learn French. That's the lesson. Anyway, um, so we live in base 10, but in the ancient world, they, they used base six. Um, so everything was based on six. So you would count one to six, and then it was six plus one, six plus two, six plus three, six plus four, six plus five, two sixes, two sixes and one, two sixes and two, two sixes and three. Carry the nine, move the five. Um, but this, that was how their math worked. And so in, in the world, a, in that world, a week is actually six days long. And then there's a day that's not a part of the week. And then you start the week again. So it's not a seven day week. It's a six day week plus one, six plus one. That's how, that's how the ancient world counted their weeks. Um, and it's how the, the Hebrews counted their weeks. Um, they counted their weeks six plus one. And the seventh day um, was called uh, the, the Sabbath. Now, what's really interesting is that the word Sabbath is the, comes from the word rest. The number seven in Hebrew comes from the word rest. All right, Sabbat. It means rest. So seven means rest, and rest means seven. This is a, a weird thing about Hebrew. It's the way that it works. It is completely distinct from the rest of the week. It is a separate day. So many, uh, what we would call uh, people who have a low view of the Bible, would argue that this reference in Genesis to God resting on the seventh day was from the idea that the Hebrews already practiced this six plus one week, and they needed to justify their practice so they make their God have a rest. So, And you will encounter this argument in a lot of uh, theology books that, that, are, that are, again, they're what's called a low view of Scripture. They believe the Bible is a, is a, a, a holy human document, that it's not really inspired of God. And so they say, well, basically what happened was they were already doing this thing with the seventh day of rest, and so they argue that God, God instituted that. Now, for those of us that have what's called a high view of Scripture, that believe that the Bible is inspired of God, that explanation doesn't work. All right? it, it just doesn't work for us, because God doesn't have to justify his people's activities. His people's activities are guided by who he is. 
So why does God rest? Does God need to rest? The decent question, right? God is infinite. He's all-powerful. I don't think he needs to take naps. I, I, I don't think this is a necessity of his, of his character, of who he is, that he has to rest. So he's not required to rest. So why does he choose to rest in this passage? Why does God rest? And I think the answer is found actually a little later in the book of Genesis. You don't have to look there, but you can if you want. In Genesis chapter 8 and verse 22, after Noah's flood, um, after the flood and after Noah is back on the earth and everything, um, God is speaking to Noah. Um, Noah builds an altar for him. And then verse 21, God says, uh, said the, the Bible actually says, when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma of the sacrifice, the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever again strike down every living creature as I have done. That's what we we think about when we think about the flood. But then watch verse 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. The word cease there is Shabbat, rest. The creation does not rest. Grass doesn't take Saturday off, right? I mean, crops don't take the weekend off. Um, they, 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 don't, they don't take a break. They are always there. They are always active. And so when a creation, it's going to keep going. It's going to keep doing its thing um, until the creator or the master of the creation chooses to give it rest. The seasons are God giving the creation rest, different parts of creation rest. Um, and, and our four seasons are different from the two seasons that they had in the, in the Mediterranean basin. But, but regardless how it is, there's always a cycle of seasons. The earth is always either active or at rest by the command of God. Because left to itself, creation will continue to do what it is continuing to do. All you have to do is look at your the weeds in your lawn. Why is it that it takes so much work to grow grass and so little work to grow dandelions? <laughs> dandelions grow on their own and they, they will flourish. And, and now anybody that sees my yard, you know that uh, during the spring, I let the dandelions go. I like, I like to let the beads the bees have uh, have their their time. Then I mow them down. Um, but but uh, you know, and the dandelions they just grow out of nowhere. You get a little crabgrass, and it, it's impossible to eradicate. Um, you get the one. It's always the one plant in my garden or flower pots or whatever that I don't want. That is the one that grows without my help. Uh, that and and nature left to itself will do its own thing. It will continue to do what it does until it can't do it anymore. Um, and and that is just the, that's just what nature is. So when God institutes rest on the Sabbath day as the creator and the master of creation, he is creating for us a template of what we are called to do as the stewards of his creation. As the stewards of nature, as the stewards of our lives and our bodies and our spirits, 
he gives us a guide for how we should um, think of the world. That during six days we work, and we work hard. Now, now today in in our modern our modern world, we like to believe we only work five days a week. Um, everybody, we like to think we have a five day work week. Uh, how many of you have believed that that is the actual situation for you? All right. We, we all know that that five-day work week just frees up one day to do the work we weren't doing on the other five days, all right? Um, and realistically, some of you are going to go home from church and you're going to finish up the work that you were doing the other five plus one. Um, we are called to rest, not because God need, God doesn't rest because he needs to rest. He rests to teach us to rest, He takes from his, because he is, he is infinite, he, he doesn't need to do it. So anything that God does, he does it to teach us something, to show us something. And when he makes it as big a deal of it as he does the creation of the stars and the sun and the moon, when he makes a, as big a deal of it as he does the creation of man, it's worth noticing that the world is not composed of just an endless bumble of days, but the world is composed of days of work and a day of rest, hours of work and an hour of rest. There, there is a structure to it. There's a pattern to it. There's a, there's a way to it that God, God requires us to actively do. The rhythm doesn't come natural to us. We have to actively engage in rest. We have to, like God does. I mean, look at what it says. It says the Lord, as when when He, the heavens and the earth were finished, and everything in it was finished. All the hosts, everything was finished. And on, when and on the seventh day, He finished the work that He had done. He brought it to an end. He ceased. It was done. Now, um, there's all kinds of principles you can draw out of this. Um, one of the things that I've always I've always been told is, uh, you know, never start something that takes seven days. Always start something that only takes six. Um, you know, don't schedule yourself so you're only working six. I'm terrible at following that advice, but but it was given to me. Um, but this is a reminder for us, a simple reminder for us that we have to choose rest. God, who did not need to choose to rest, chose to rest for us because creation left to its own devices will not rest. Left to our own devices, we will continue to be active and move and constant. Now, the activity varies and changes, and we'll talk about that in ending weeks. You know, a lot of people think that the things they're doing that require a ton of work are not activities, which is always interesting. They're like, like no, 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 I wasn't working. I was lifting weights. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's still work. Um, you know, but but we, as we look at, at rest, we need to understand that it is something God chose to do. And I know I've just repeated this four times, but it's kind of the big idea. God chose to do it to teach us that we must choose to do it. It will never feel natural to stop working 
when there's more work to be done. How many of you feel that way? All right, there's more work. I just got to put a little bit more in. I could just, I never want to stop. I I can push it a little bit further. And so we must choose rest. God chose rest, not because he needed it, but because creation needs it. And we have to choose to give it to ourselves and to those around us. And that's all I have today. We're just going to start. We're going to very simple. We're going to just kind of move through the scriptures. We're going to talk about the commandment of rest. We're going to talk about rest in Israel. But just remember that rest is something we have to choose to do. We have to choose to do it. Would you join me in a word of prayer? Father, help us to choose to rest in you, to honor you in who we are and what we do and how we live. Lord, thank you for bringing us together to worship in your name. As we spread out, may we serve and love in your name. All for your glory and honor and majesty. Amen.